Let's get this show on the road, family. Let's get this show on the road. What is happening? What is happening? What is happening? I had to say that for a third time because I'm so excited to join you all here on this Friday, um, this wonderful Friday. Uh, you're tuned into the Arrington Gavin podcast uh, presented by Rugged Evolution Beard Care. Rugged is the new smooth. This is the Arrington Gavin Podcast. I'm your guy, Arrington Gavin, coming to you with new episodes, of course, every Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time via podcast, so wherever you get your podcasts uh, from, uh, iHeart, Spotify, Apple, hey, wherever. Also, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time via YouTube, so please, please, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, R Smooth Club Media. You can also tune in to our Facebook page, Our Smooth Club Podcast, as well as our X page, <laughs> formerly known as Twitter. I was going to say our Twitter page, but it's known as X. So multiple ways you can uh, watch our show, but uh, the best, the best streaming service, the streaming channel, I would say, is our YouTube. Uh, check out our YouTube. But hey, subscribe to everything. I truly uh, would appreciate that. And for those who already tune into the show, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to the Arrington Gammon Podcast. This is a show where we basically just talk about everyday discussions and I share my my unfiltered uh, opinion on it. Uh, this is just a sit-down conversation with uh, uh, me and you, the listener, the viewers, my friends, my, my, my homies. This is all about just having a conversation and just... Uh, Having some fun, man. I mean, I, I really can't say anything else. Uh, one thing I would like to say is that so great to talk with you here on this Friday. It has been a wonderful week. Uh, just got back in town, actually, from uh, D.C. My wife and I, we spent about uh, about a, almost a week uh, in Washington, D.C., just, to, you know, a, a getaway, man, about five days. And we just we've been so swamped, busy. She was uh, busy working a conference over at her job and I, of course i was you know all around the place like i'm all, like i'm always doing i'm out here hustling we're both we're both hustlers so we just had to uh take some time on and to just enjoy just the two of us and enjoy some great food some rest and uh just just have just have some freedom you know we always need that freedom to just sit back relax and just breathe right you always need that especially now you you definitely want to take care of your your system you know internally externally mental health, all that great stuff. So we just had a great time uh, relaxing from there. Uh, we got to, we finally got to visit the uh, African-American Museum, the uh, the National Museum of African-American History over in D.C. Very inspiring, very inspiring, y'all. If you haven't gone, please do. Uh, you have to reserve tickets, but it's free. Like majority, well, like all their museums. All you have to do is go on their website. Just you can Google it and uh, 
it's very easy to like reserve tickets to go see it. It will take up your whole day. I will be honest. It will take up your whole day. We did not even really finish. We were almost finished, but uh, I, I believe we missed. We didn't check out maybe two of the exhibits that was there, but it's like four floors. The place is huge. It is huge. And we just enjoyed, again, learning about our African-American history, but I will recommend that you don't, if you're, if you're not black or of African-American descent, that's no worries. This is for all people because at the end of the day, African-American history is American history. So everybody should definitely tune in to that and uh, 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 check it out. It is awesome. And uh, we had, we had a blast. We had a blast. Um, It's funny because my wife and I, we to shed some time, we went to go visit the, uh, the american history museum and i'm not gonna lie i'm I'm not really a museum kind of guy i i was never big uh with like world history or history class in school it was just eh, it really didn't catch my attention it, I, it didn't catch my interest so when we went to go visit the american museum it was you know it was cool you know you got to read all the you know history and you know when the first pair of jeans was created and this and that and the other and it, it was interesting but once you get kind of towards completing majority of the gym you, you start like just fade and you start with like oh man it's a lot of walking it's a lot it's just a lot it is a lot so if you are a true true fan of american history then you you, you will never want it to end but if you're just saying like hey look i'm just trying to share some time you're like i gotta get out and and, and that was me that was there probably was a both of us we were ready to get out. So when we left, it's just so funny because you we saw the comparison between the African American Museum and like just the American History Museum. <laughs> once once we walked in the doors at the African American Museum, oh, we were listening to some some um, probably Marvin Gaye playing in the background. Like it was just a big party. It was like, whoo, this is already more upbeat, and we already know we're gonna have a good time. And we did. We had a great time. So uh, and then we we hung out around. Uh, uh, at Old Town Alexandria uh, in Alexandria, Virginia, we we saw oh, what, what I think over the weekend we saw um, a comedy show. It was the first annual Because They're Funny Comedy Festival, and it was so dope. It was at the Anthem over in Washington, D.C. It's over on like the waterfront, like the wharf, uh, uh, right on literally right on by the, on the water. And it was hosted by Yvonne Orji, who is. Uh, one the co-star of the hit TV show Insecure. Um, she played Issa Rae's best friend on there. I think she was like a successful attorney, and so she was the host. This comedy show that we caught had Red Grant, uh, Tony Woods, uh, who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Uh, Tommy Davidson, Donnell Rawlings, Pierre Edwards, and there was a gentleman. His name was Joe Claire. All of them heavy hitters in the D.C. market. Of course, uh, Tommy Davidson in Living Color, legend. Uh, Donnell Rollins. I mean, I'm rich, bitch. You know, I can't I can't really say his I can't do it like him. But we all know him from, you know, the Japel show. He's very close with Dave Chappelle. He goes on tour many times. And Donnell is dope. Like, I think a lot of people always kind of put him under Dave Chappelle's shadow. Donnell is extremely funny, y'all. Is extremely funny. So he put on a great show. Uh, uh, Pierre Edwards Pierre is a actor and comedian I've known him from the movie Baps if y'all don't remember the movie Baps that starred Halle Berry 
and uh, I, I for, I, uh, excuse, I'm, I'm forgetting her co-star's name in that show because uh, she's now deceased and she was an amazing actor. Actress, excuse me. Uh, but uh, you know, Pierre was dope. He had, he actually has a podcast called the Panic. Uh, I think the Panic Room uh, podcast is really good. He 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 opened up. He did a great job. Red Grant, Red Grant, a legend in the D.C. area. He actually ran for mayor once. I think he's now running for council at large in D.C. Uh, Tony Woods. Tony Woods is a man that Dave Chappelle will repeatedly say, that was my mentor. I looked up to Dave uh, Tony Woods. So it was dope to see him in person. And uh, it was great. It was just a great show. Made some friends. We had awesome seats. It was a beautiful, beautiful venue. And then, then we caught the after party. Uh, which was like until two something. We we were exhausted. We were exhausted. Uh, I was hungover. I will admit I was very hungover. But I got to meet the uh, uh, co-founder of the uh, full festival, so it was really great. Got a picture with her. And uh, who else? Well, it was just a lot of stars out. It was just a great time. It was a great time. So enough with the DC trip, y'all. All right, back to the show. Back to the show. Uh, what I'm going to be covering today, guys, and I want to share talk with you all is some uh, some really big big stories that came uh, uh, came about this past week. So the first one, the first I got to announce uh the Powerball winner. There yes, someone did win the most recent Powerball. And guess what state it was in? Dun, 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 California. Shocker. Let me tell you something. I would I want to know how many times a person has won the Powerball or a, a high high valued lottery win in the state of California because I know it had to be more than like to my knowledge at least more than two times this year but it had to be like more than five the winner won 1.7 billion dollars so let me see after taxes uh after taxes the estimated payout will be 756.6 million dollars a hell of a lot of taxes taken out of um taken out of that money but still you wake up the next morning and you're worth over 700 million i mean uh, uh, can I just get like if you just give me 10 Lord Jesus let me say this prayer right now Lord if you can just drop 10 million in my hand I promise I'll be a changed man I will change my ways Lord I will <laughs> look se- over 700 million 756.6 million dollars to be exact I'm gonna just round it up to 757 757 million dollars going in her pocket so yeah the winner came out of uh, California but I always get so sick and tired because y'all know I'm in the uh i live in in the state of virginia and i swear we never get big winners in virginia we might get like ooh, someone won uh fifty thousand dollars Ooh, someone won um maybe 500 but you rarely hear people winning like the grand prize in virginia never ever 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 not in the commonwealth state no we never get it and it's so sickening because it's to the point now the people that are really like uh will love to win it they go they'll go like to north carolina or texas or you know some other state just to sometimes grab a large like it's that desperate but um had to announce that so hey tr- better luck next time i've only done the lottery i think like once um of course wasn't nowhere near close so i'm like i'm not going to continue to get my hopes up but um that was the first one to kind of get the kind of get the crowd all warmed up get y'all warmed up but here is the first story that came about. Jada Pinkett Smith recently had an interview, I believe, on... Uh, let me try and get my... Okay, now my computer wants to start 
moving slow. Great. Well, recently, y'all, she had uh, announced that uh, or mentioned in the interview that her and Will Smith had been separated since 2016. So for the last seven years, her and Will Smith were separated. So it gets to start thinking even more like, hmm, you know, sorry to hear about that, but everybody, and let's let's be honest, it's, it's very hard to, to succeed, to have a successful marriage as a Hollywood couple, as a couple in the public eye. Um, it's hard in general, right, to, to, to have a successful marriage. So, you know, being separated isn't anything new. It is anything like, you know, rare. Uh, it's just, you know, again, being public figures, people would assume that, oh, we should have already knew this by now. See, I've been separated for seven years and no one knew. Shocker. And then, of course, in the most recent time you saw them together was at the uh, uh, Oscars, which was, I believe, was that last year? I think last year uh, at the Oscars they you know, they were uh, sitting together, holding hands like it was, you know, nothing ever changed. And don't get me wrong. Hey, not divorced, but separated. So there's there's still hope. There's, you know, trying to make it work. They have uh, uh, three beautiful children. And, uh, you know, it's just they have a brand. They have a brand that they need to continue to maintain. But the reason why I thought this was interesting is because within hearing about this uh, this separation between the two, there was also mentioned. Now, this was by I want to get y'all, you know, I like to make sure I got my my knowledge, my facts, and all that good stuff. Okay, this was reported by the U.S. USA Today. J.D. Picker Smith says she and Will haven't been together since 2016. Uh, lives separately. Uh, so I just wanted to mention that. But then something also came across what I thought was interesting. This is reported by Variety Magazine, and it was titled, Jada Pinkett Smith says Chris Rock approached her after Will Smith slapped and said, I didn't mean you any harm. She hasn't talked to Chris Rock since. Now, there was mention that when Chris, let me see, let me see, let me see. Chris had overheard or had uh, was aware that Will and Jada apparently had divorced. Okay, here it is, right? I think this is okay. Jada also revealed that Rock once reached out to her to ask her to go out on a date while rumors were circulating about her possible divorce from Will. Uh, she's she reads, okay, it reads that. Uh, this is coming from Jada Pinkett Smith. I think every summer, all the reports. Ah, man, why is my computer? I think every summer, all the reports would come out that me and Will were getting a divorce, Jada said. And this particular summer, Chris, he thought that we were getting a divorce. So he called me and basically he was like, I'd love to take you out. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like. Well, aren't you and Will getting a divorce? I was like, no, Chris. Those are just rumors. He was appalled and he profusely apologized and that was that. So nothing insulting, nothing like he was continuing to like 
uh, 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 get aggressive with her and continue to ask her out and to stalk her or ignore her and be like, come on, really? Y'all? Like, he left it at that because he wasn't aware. Simple mistake. Simple mistake. You know, Chris Chris Rock was, you know, in a, in a bad divorce, and uh, he put that out on his comedy special. And, again, all these celebrities, they all grew up together. They all built their success together. So it's, it's a small, you know, small community of them. And Chris Rock and Jada are not far away from the age, right? So it's nothing, it was nothing wrong, I believe, to, to you know, to ask that because he did not know and he left it as that. So that was in, I, I want to say that was in 2016. That might have been around 2016, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, it doesn't give a, a, a really a year, but uh, it well in 2016 at the Oscars, you know, there was a big protest uh, on, uh, you know, actors of color, especially, you know, black, black, um, African-American actors, actress, writers, all of them to protest the Oscars. Now, when they were protesting, Chris Rock said, bump that I'm still going to, you know, I'm still going to host. It's not, you know, I'm still going to do it. So he got some flack from, you know, mainly, you know, Will and Jada and things like that. And he made a joke and, and it was, you know, it was a, it was a funny joke at that best. But anyway, it was like, kind of like some tension from there because he took a shot. Uh, at her during those Oscars. Now, again, I'm not aware if Chris had asked Jada that question about taking her out before or after the 2016 Oscars. I'm, you know, I'm not aware. But it all kind of gets you thinking. Will Jada, if y'all were separated, now the 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 Oscar slap was last year. 2022 2022 the slap the slap was the slap heard around the world it made so much headlines that was last year uh if y'all have been separated right y'all obviously are not showing that at the award show chris rock who apparently before way before that award show had Thought y'all were divorced. He had asked Jada out. Jada possibly could have told Will that, uh, right? He she probably could say, "Hey, look, uh, Chris had uh, you know, probably you know, was gonna ask me out because he thought we were getting divorced." And you know, Will's like, "What?" You know, he probably looked at that as backstabbing. Like, "Whoa, that's you know," he's not happy with that because obviously, Will's most likely not happy with uh, uh, how their marriage is going. With let's not forget that. Publicly, it was true that Jada Pinkett Smith had an affair with August Alcine, a young, 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 much younger than Will. So again, it's like Jada has been, in my opinion, playing her cards wrong with this whole show she has with her daughter and uh, mother called The Red Table Talk because they're unfiltered. They say whatever and really don't care. And I think Will would love to have more of a private uh, uh uh, life. He's already successful. He's already, you know, everybody knows who he is and stuff like that, but he will probably want all his business told privately and not out exposed in the open. So he, it's just so much build up right now for Will. And now, boom, this guy that apparently asked your uh, still current wife out on a date, assuming that you guys were divorced. And he also made a a joke about her uh, hair disorder, alopecia, which again, 
in my opinion, y'all, it was a it was a funny joke and it was a harmless joke. Like for her to get so offended with that to me is obnoxious because here's the thing. Here's the thing you have to uh think about, guys, and look back at that award show. If Jada is open about her hair disorder, and it's so if if she if she is so fat and if she is so like, oh, I just uh wouldn't you assume that she would possibly wear something to cover her her scalp up? No, she embraced it and she embraced her, you know, she embraced that ball look. That's her style. She said, no, nothing can, you know, offend me. So she's embracing it. To me, it's like, okay, why why would a joke offend you so bad? But it's because of whose mouth it came out of. Because I feel as though if this was, if this was from somebody else, trust and believe, Will would not assault the guy. And that's exactly what Will Smith did. He assaulted the guy. Will would not react the way he reacted to Chris Rock. There was a lot of heat between those two. And honestly, I, th- I don't think Chris, is again, still didn't know, like, whoa, I didn't know it was that bad. He didn't know it was that bad. So it, I just thought it was so juicy, the fact that Jada comes out in the open saying, yeah, we've been uh, separated, which, again, Jada telling out your business. Jada is telling y'all business. And it's so annoying because, again, was – Will Smith cool with with this whole interview? Was was he, you know, did you ask for his permission to say, hey, look, you can tell in this, this interview, like, hey, we've been separated for seven years. Go ahead. Tell. Like, seriously, like, because it takes you again. That's that's a two person thing that they have to, you know, agree on. If if not, you know, that's 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 messed up Um, because all their business now out on the open. I don't want to wish a divorce on any couple, but. It's never a great thing to just put all your business out there and say, yeah, we, we've been separated for seven years. It's just it, it's 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 tough, man. It's tough. It's to me. It's just. I feel as though. Jada Pinkett Smith is trying to gain success the wrong way. She was she's a great actress. Um, She's a great uh, a director. Right. It's other ways she can, uh, you know, be successful. This whole all this tell it all and. This and any other, eh, it's, it's a little too much for my blood. It really is. It kind of it gets annoying. Again, I've never checked out the Red Table Talk. I've only heard and seen clips. I've never, I can't tell you if I've watched a full episode of it. Um, Initially, when I heard about the show, excuse me, I thought it was, um, eh, I thought it was going to be like, kind of like a cute show because hey you got your you got your daughter you got your mother okay hey have a little family fun you know sit down convo but you know once you start hearing about what they talk about like what the hell like come on come on that's a little bit that's a little bit too much that's a little bit too much but uh yeah i just wanted to i want that's the first story i wanted to share with you share with you all guys uh because i just again i thought it was fairly juicy thought it was fairly juicy um Moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on. So recently, you know, the, the gentleman, uh, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing his name right. Uh, Keefe, Keefe D, Keefe D, I think it's Keefe D, K-E-E-F-E, and then the letter D. He was arrested in the connection of the murder of Tupac Shakur. Now, we all know Tupac Shakur, famous actor rapper uh just songwriter he he was he was everything man everybody loved love love 
Love, Love, Tupac, and he was murdered, murdered September 13th of 1996 at the age of 25 in Las Vegas, Nevada. It was a drive-by homicide, uh, and he was, um, since really 96, nobody, nobody could find the suspect. Nobody, not nobody could find the suspect. And it was, it was, it, it was crazy. It was like the, the, the story that could never be solved, the case that could never be solved. And so of course, throughout the years, everybody has always been trying to, uh, uh, solve it, play the cars, right. This and that and the other. And finally, finally, a gentleman by the name of uh, uh, Keefe D was, uh, who originally I believe was a, a witness. Let me try and look up. Uh, give me one second, y'all. I believe he was a witness. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see here. Um, do 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 do. I think. Did, all right, was that it right there? Nope. No. Okay. Um Dwayne Davis is the name. Keefe D. Uh police had two months previously served a search warrant and his one. So I wanna say that he was he okay, so he's a former gang member. And Child of Friends with Eze of NWA. Uh, I believe he was a. If they, if I'm not mistaken, he was initially like a witness there. So he, you know, he he thought he was in the clear, but he had. Long story short, he has been the guy that, uh, in connection with the Tupac uh, murder. Now, here's here's where the juiciness comes up, right? I got a lot of juicy. Uh, I don't know why I keep using that word juicy, but it is. It's juicy. Um. He says, now the man, again, this is all allegations, but KVD said that he was hired by Puff, by P. Diddy, to take out Tupac Shakur. Now, that's that's uh, the suspect who's now currently uh, arrested for the murder of Tupac, Keefe D. That's coming from his words. Um, these are all allegations, right? Because there's no... Is no proof to that. That's just what he's saying. Now, the reason why this is such a just a crazy, like shocking story is because you know Diddy is is how can how can you put it? How can you put it? Diddy was near all of the 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 uh he was near all of the deaths and the killings and the, like he was there when when uh uh biggie smalls was was killed right and since then you know diddy had continued to just be one of hip-hop's wealthiest entrepreneurs he's you know successful uh vodka line now tequila clothes music you name it diddy has you know diddy is making making that money he's recently won so many lifetime achievement awards i believe he won one at the uh, MTV uh, Music Awards. He won one at the BT Awards. I mean, he's he has been. I've seen him in concert twice, and he's somebody that you know I I look up to as a businessman. I've always in, I've never disliked uh, Diddy. I've always enjoyed. He's a, you know he's a family man. He puts his kids a lot 
uh, with his with his line of work is, you know, his kids are getting paid. You got King Combs. Um, I believe he has like four or five kids. I mean, everybody's successful. His the mothers of his kids, you know, are taken care of. His mom is always everybody is taken care of. Diddy has never been that person where it's like, oh, my gosh, I can't stand this dude. But it's it's extremely scary. And it's sad to you know, if this is true, if this is true, this is not looking good for Diddy. Again, the suspect connected with the Tupac Shakur murder, uh, uh, Dwayne Keefe D. Davis, has been charged with the murder of the beloved entertainer. And, you know, he stated in an interview that a hit on Tupac was allegedly ordered by Sean Diddy Combs. That's that's what he just said. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it, we will continue to follow it. Um, of course, there is one rapper that has been very vocal, uh, about this on his social media, um, which he's always, always, always freaking, um, has something to say and it, it's, it gets old because it's like dude you can be successful in other avenues you don't you don't have to uh be make trying to he, he's basically making money being a troll now he, he's he's trying to stay in the limelight by being a troll and i'm talking about 50 cent again another successful businessman making buku money not just in music but in the in the uh, uh film and tv industry you know with power and all those series he's doing um, you know, Diddy had post not Diddy, excuse me, 50 Cent had posted on his socials. Damn, so Pac got lined by uh by Brother Love, LOL, time to lawyer up. Shit might get sticky. And it's just huh, it it is just like bad, you know, bad time to do. But again, we will continue to follow up with this story uh because Tupac has, you know. This this has really just been solved, or someone has you know finally been arrested connected with the case since 90, 1996. 1996, y'all. 1996. So uh for 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 all those years, and I mean again, if this is true about Diddy hiring this this guy, uh it it how would the world how how would people react to diddy how would he be looked at in the industry um you know we will see we will see uh again those are the the three the three stories i wanted to share with you all today here on the pod um i will be bringing you some more great great uh content next week uh starting monday of course i'm dropping new episodes every monday wednesday fridays uh, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time via podcast, and then 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time via YouTube, Facebook, and uh, X, formerly known as Twitter. Want to continue to give y'all great content, and also be sure to tune into my weekly radio show called In Your City. In Your City, it airs every Sundays at 12 p.m. on WNSB Hot 91.1 FM, the soul of EA. Uh, if you're not in the Hampton Roads area, no worries. If you can't find us on that radio dial, you can listen to us live online at WNSB.org, or you can download their app, the WNSB app. It's free. Uh, check out that show hosted by myself, along with my good friend and brother, comedian Sirach Fox, and our newest co-host. We're excited to have her on, Hustle Queen herself, Miss Michelle Young. Okay, 
So we are continuing to do some amazing things with that show. Uh, it's a it's a platform for uh, the independent uh, artists, independent musicians. Okay, uh, there's a new show called the Full Package uh, Contest that's coming out soon. So we continue to build that as a platform for uh, entrepreneurs, you know, business owners, independent artists. We're here to help provide platforms, okay? We are here to provide platforms. So uh, please be sure to tune in the, uh, the radio show and continue to support this podcast. Oh, before I end it off, look, I, it's been a minute since I've provided some some advice when it comes to the, the, the working field for business owners and entrepreneurs and things like that. So one thing I've noticed, I'll, I'll say two things, two things that I've noticed while on my trip. To D- at, when I was to uh, my trip uh, to D.C., uh, I was relying a lot on Ubers, right? I was relying a lot on Ubers because, I, you know, when I go to big cities, I'm not trying to drive around in a, in a rental car. It's, 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 it loses. Eh, I'm, I'm not enjoying that. So, you know, D.C., you have the metros, you have the, 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 the trains, you have the uh, uh, taxis, Ubers, you name it. There's multiple access of transportation you can you know you can rely on. So I was using the uh, the Ubers a lot. So one thing I've noticed, I would say the first maybe four, well not the first, I'll say four or five Ubers uh, that I've driven in during my time when I was in DC. Their cars were so like toe up from the flow up y'all like i saw some with like mad dents and scratches like i'm talking big dents like it just got hit mad dents and scratches on the outside i go you know once i'm sitting in the car i see oh they got a search engine uh uh, uh, uh search engine light or something uh coming on a lot of sensor lights tire pressure is low this and any other and i'm like look here y'all gotta do better at the end of the day this uber is your brand okay this is your brand this is your moving office if you want to make money and want to want be successful at it treat your brand and take care of it treat treat the presentation sharp okay because here's the thing people do rate drivers uber uber drivers uh while they're driving like how was your experience how was this how was that you you rate them and that builds up, and I think you might even get like a, I don't know if you get like some kind of salary or so. I don't know, but you, you know, those ratings help them along the way as an Uber driver. So if you treat your Uber, if you treat your car like crap, and it's, you know, pieces like it's about to fall off, and it's making loud sounds, and it's, you know, it's not the cleanest inside, and all the light, it's like, do better, do better. So my advice is for you all is to make sure that your presentation, your presentation is always on point because your presentation can take you a long way before you even show off the product, okay? I can speak for myself with my brand. I made sure before people even knew about what uh, my product was, they always complimented the presentation. This was in the beginning stage. They said, oh, your presentation is so great. It's so good. I know how you're... they and and still to this day they always say you always put on a great presentation before i even say a word the presentation already gets an a and that's what every product every brand every company should always remember presentation is key presentation 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 
another quick story before I, I cut this off. Um, uh, my wife and I was in a very nice restaurant. Very nice restaurant. Five star. It was it was a, a very, very nice, very expensive restaurant, too, because we finished. The bill was definitely uh, a little too rich in my blood. But, you know, we were on vacation. So uh, we were in this very nice restaurant. And the waiter, who was a very, very nice guy, very, very sweet guy, uh, he was a little too much. He was a, he was a, a little too witty in a sense. And when I say it, when I say that is I think he wanted to be more of the comedian than to really just be a sharp, sharp uh, 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 server. Right. And really he was, he, he was, he was almost like, cause it, this was such a fine dining restaurant. He would, he was our server, but he never directly served. He took our orders. Beth, he took our orders and other people, you know, brought our, you know, our orders to the table to, to serve it. But he, he took our orders and it was, he was almost like, like our personal comedian. Cause it was always a joke here and joke there. And, you know, he, he made like, you know, cause we ordered so much food. He was like saying, Whoa, the weed must be really good today or something. And this and that and the other, or, or, you know, he, he said like a, you know, like a pothead kind of joke. He said that because it was like so many food we had, you know, we're hungry, this and that and the other. We in DC. Okay. Cause you, trust me, any, any Metro city nowadays, you smell the, you smell the marijuana in the air. So that was one joke, but he also, he was, he was laying a lot of f bombs, <laughs> and and like one thing about my wife, she is not big on swearing. Now I have a potty mouth. I I try my best to never you know cuss around her because I respect her too much to you know say no bump that no, uh you know I I cuss I cuss you know I do, but he was laying you know he was laying a lot of f bombs, and I mean again to me it wasn't bothering me. My wife did didn't care for it that much. But the man didn't mean to be disrespectful in a sense. Uh, now, one, two, a couple things came to mind. Is one was like, okay, this restaurant, it was, I'll, I'll be honest, it was old white money, old old money. No, I, we were the only blacks in that restaurant, and the waiter that came was also black. So I don't think I don't know if he thought that he could be comfortable and could be more free because, well, hey, these are my people. I can do what I want. And hey, you know that's some that can also hurt. Uh, uh, that can hurt uh, uh, him in a sense because you know, look, we're we're chill people, but not every not every uh, black person will look at that as like, okay, why are you? That's kind of disrespectful because, okay, you can talk a certain way to them, but then when you come to us, you think you can just you know be off the lip like if it's you know like if we known each other for years, and people can look at that you know look differently at that. So. Again, I wouldn't. It it it, it was a poor. I wouldn't uh, uh, be a serve server like that, or you know, take orders or be that free with people, especially when you're at a very you know high price establishment, right? So anyway, that's how he was kind of socializing with us. Not yada yada. Didn't, didn't bother us. We were just hey enjoying ourselves, having a good time, eating. Now another uh, another group came, just two guys, and uh, he had said the same joke. I think he said one of the same jokes about like marijuana or something. And the man flipped the man flipped o older white guy. And he flipped the fuck out. Like he flipped and he was just like saying, you know, Hey, look, don't appreciate that. I really don't appreciate it. Do not get me started with this whole, 
you know, uh, uh, is the weed this and that because we can go in a long, long conversation about that. You never start a conversation off with something like that. I do not appreciate that. And he was serious. He was pissed. He was pissed. And even when the guy left, uh, uh, the, the waiter left, the guy was still talking about it because he was sitting right next to us. And, um, you know, the, the way it looked at us like mm, this guy is so effing better and he even wrote it in like a note. And then, you know, it, it to to defend the, the the gentleman who had flipped on him was like, hey, look. You you never start a conversation regardless where you're at, regardless who you are, you don't start a conversation off like that. It's just tacky. Hey, that's the man didn't care for that. Then on top of that, too, you have to look at it. OK, he comes into a fine dining restaurant probably gonna spend a well mint on you know on the bill don't you know he is it's a certain type of service people want to have and that was a service that he did not appreciate and didn't like and i you know i don't blame him because at the end of the day as a waiter it's very tacky to 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 flip with f-bombs in your you know in your sentences and trying to act like you're uh you know, a stand, if you were a stand-up comedian, then do stand-up. Okay. If you if you are if you if that's the route you're trying to go, then you know, then do another you know do another uh, uh, occupation. Just don't be a server to people that are like trying to have just a fine, quaint dinner. It's tacky. It's it's the wrong place, wrong time. It's not for that atmosphere. So that's another advice I can you know at least give you guys, regardless of which field you are at. Always again presentation, presentation. You want to present yourself with distinction, okay? Once you, you know, if you're there for a certain amount of time and get comfortable and start getting familiar with the crowd, you know how the crowd is and things like that. But just always, always, always watch that presentation, y'all. Present yourself with distinction and be careful with that. So that is my uh, uh business, my entrepreneurship tip. I hope it's helpful for. Uh, the next individual that wants to invest in themselves and that are or either current business owners, I hope that's helpful and you can pass that on to your employees or to a friend or so on and so on. Again, guys, this is the Aaron Tegallon podcast coming to you every Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays. I hope that you guys continue to support the show. Uh, follow uh, me on Instagram at Arrington Gavin. You can also follow our Instagram page. Uh, our smooth club media uh dm us for any questions uh uh any topics you want you know to hear on the pod i truly appreciate it look till next time i'm out y'all have a blessed one <laughs>